Good morning, everybody. It's the Sunday Change Experience. Come on in. Beautiful fourth Sunday in February. And we got the Mississippi Mass. Sing with us. I didn't have no doubt. Ooh, I didn't have no doubt. Come on, I didn't have no doubt. We'll take care of me. We'll provide for me. He'll guide me all the way. Hey! I didn't have no doubt. Come on in, everybody. Come on in. It's the Sunday Change Experience. Apostle David Brown. Ooh. I just love this song. I know the Lord. I know the Lord. You got me all the way. Ooh. Brand new day. Ooh, I woke up this morning. I saw a brand new day. Hey, come before his presence with singing. Ooh, I know the Lord will take care of me. Will provide for me. Oh. Hallelujah. Come on in, everybody. I didn't have no doubt. I woke up this morning with the Holy Ghost. Hey! Well, come on, invite somebody. Got a brand new message for you today. Mm, felt like walking. Felt like talking. Gonna be talking about amazing grace this morning. Ooh, felt like praying. Felt like ooh, 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 ooh. Hey, my 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 my. Trying to cut it short, but feeling good to me. Ooh. Ooh. Hey. Ooh. It's a Sunday change experience. Come on in, everybody. Hey. Up like singing, up like singing, felt like running, felt like running, felt like running, felt like running. Hey, hey. 
Good morning, everybody. It's the Sunday Change Experience. Man, oh man, oh man, it's feeling anointed up in here. Mm. Glory, 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 glory. Welcome, 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 welcome. It's the Sunday Change Experience, and I am Apostle David Brown. I'm the founding pastor of Living Word. My, 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 Mississippi Mass Choir opening us up on this beautiful fourth Sunday in the month of February. Can you believe that it's February already, the end of February, getting ready to go into a brand new month of 20 and 24 here at the Beautiful, beautiful Sunday change experience. Thank you for being with us and welcome. We're glad to have you with us. Everybody who is watching all of our Facebook uh, live campus family, all of our WPB Media Networks family. Hello, everybody. Good morning. All of our LinkedIn campus. Good morning, everybody watching us on Instagram. Wherever you are watching, we welcome you. Good morning to my beautiful wife. Dawn, I like to speak to her every Sunday. Good morning to my beautiful daughter, online campus minister, Sierra Brown. My handsome, good-looking, and anointed son, Minister Justin Brown. And good morning to our first assistant, Pastor Clayton Rory Jr., and your lovely wife, Elder Robin. I want to say good morning also to Miss April J., the founder and CEO of WPB Media Networks, who we like to do our shout-outs, especially to... Uh, uh, Miss April J, who does a great job putting together our editing for the Sunday Worship Experience. And we are glad to come to you every Sunday morning at 1130 Eastern Standard Time. And we are now also on the following sites and platforms. You can see and be a part of the Sunday Change Experience on Spotify. You can also join us on Amazon Music. You can also join us on Apple Podcasts. You can also join us on the Google Podcasts. And, of course, you know, we're on YouTube. All of these sites, all of these platforms are available through WPB Media Networks. Just go to their uh, website and you can find all those connections for each and every one of those uh, platforms. And to God be the glory for expanding our footprint so that we can touch as many people as possible with the transforming word of the living God. So I want you to help me to spread the word, get the word out that we're on all of these uh, platforms. Now this morning, I want to speak to you from the subject, Amazing Grace. Say that with me. Amazing Grace. Say that one more time. Amazing Grace. I want to say before I get started, welcome to all of the First time guests. We got a lot of new guests and we love having uh, you with us. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing. I want us to go to J John chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. John chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 says, For from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came 
through Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're given the law through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. And now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this beautiful fourth Sunday in the month of February, or whenever viewers are watching, we thank God for this time and this day. We ask you, God, to anoint my lips so that I can minister what thus saith the Lord for this season, for this time, for this hour. We thank you that the anointing breaks every yoke, and we thank you for that in advance. Father, we thank you that we send forth your word and it will go forth and accomplish that which you please. We thank you for the ears of every listener, Lord, who is anointed to hear, to grab a portion of your word that will ignite supernatural change in their lives. And we will have a change experience. We praise you for it in Jesus name. And everyone in agreement said, Amen and amen. Amazing grace is today's topic. Grace indicates God's unmerited favor. We've heard that a thousand times. What's grace? God's unmerited favor. And God's unmerited favor brings blessing and brings joy. Get that into your understanding. The grace of God brings blessing. The grace of God brings joy. Whenever there is joy, wherever there is blessing, that is evident of the grace of God. Hallelujah. Now, we all love being recipients of grace. We love being the recipient of amazing grace. We enjoy receiving grace. But I want to ask you today, do we really enjoy extending amazing grace? We love receiving amazing grace. Who doesn't? Favor, blessing. But do we really enjoy extending amazing grace? That's what I want to talk about. Us extending amazing grace. I've been uh, of late asking God to just help me in, in that specific area to give the same grace to others as I desire grace for myself. Amen. Can you pray that same prayer? Asking God, give me the ability to give the same grace to others as I desire for myself. And when it comes to other people, I want to be able to give that grace regardless of the, the, the varying levels that people may be on along their spiritual journey. Because we have a, a tendency to judge. We have a tendency to, 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 to really zero in on people and attack, challenge the whole nine yards when they aren't operating in what is seemingly a different level of, uh, uh, of God's uh, knowledge and revelation as we are. And I'm not talking about um, compromising the truth. I'm not talking about uh, failing to defend the faith. I think we should always be ready to defend the faith. I think we should always be ready to speak in an uncompromisingly way when we talk about the gospel and the word of God. But uh, I believe that we need to be simply showing more grace when it comes to allowing people to be where they are along their spiritual journey. It's okay that somebody is not on the same level as you. It's okay that somebody may be further ahead than you. It, it's okay. People might be behind you. If you're in the first grade, 
in your spiritual development, someone else is in kindergarten, that's okay. You want to try to force them on the same level that you're on. Somebody's operating in 12th grade level spirituality and connection with God. We don't want to get mad at somebody who's still in the eighth grade level. You know what I'm saying? So when, when it's like when others don't share your viewpoint, when, when others uh, aren't, aren't saying what you want them to say, do you find ways to show your disapproval? <laughs> do you look for ways to demonstrate strongly of your disapproval just because someone isn't on the same viewpoint as you are or disagree with you in any kind of way? How about if uh, somebody wears their uh, uh, hair a certain way or uh, they buy clothes that you wouldn't have bought or, or they, you don't even like the clothes that they have on? <laughs> they bought their clothes with their money and you, you mad because of what they're they're wearing, what they have chosen to wear. What if what if if someone is uh, divorced? Do you treat them a different way? Or if they're a single parent, you want to know where the where your mate is, where, where your partner, at, where your mate. <laughs> or if someone is in a, a relationship that you don't approve of, how do you treat people? How do you allow the grace of God to flow? out of you and into them. How does that work? Can you live in harmony with other people that are different than you? Can you live in harmony? We've got to learn how to do that. Folks, there's all kind of directions that people are taking. We've got to learn that we're not always fussing and attacking and charging people, but learning to live in harmony without us drudging up our comparison rule book. We got a comparison rule book. We like to drudge up and start comparing what other people are saying and believing and doing uh, to what we're saying and doing and believing. Uh, let's learn something a little bit different and learn how to extend amazing grace. Scripture teaches that we shouldn't compare ourselves. We shouldn't be comparing ourselves because simply each of us is at a different place in our spiritual development. We've got to get that into our understanding that different people are at different places in their spiritual development. It's, it's much like um, um, if, if you go to a gym and uh, all these people are there, some are fat, some are skinny, some are uh, fit, some are, their muscles are cut, uh, others are flabby. Now, you wouldn't dream of uh, walking up to somebody going up to them and saying uh, anything that, that, that would indicate any kind of comparison. You know why you wouldn't do that? Because you don't have any idea where they are on their physical journey. They may have just gotten there and you've been there several months and you're different. Or somebody may have been there for six years. I was in a, a yoga class and one of the classmates had been there for six years. Well, I can't, I just started. So I couldn't compare with uh, me just starting and, and him being there six years. He was way advanced. And uh, uh, you could you, you could tell. But nobody would say anything and say, well, you know, you're not doing your poses correctly. No. But when it comes to our spirituality, too many of us, we feel perfectly okay to compare ourselves when it comes to someone's spiritual development or folk that we don't know, or folk that we do know and come to meet, we start to compare our spiritual development 
and start talking to them without the grace of God, the amazing grace that has been extended to us. We don't extend the same grace towards them. So just get it into your understanding that comparing is wrong. Comparing is wrong. Comparing is wrong because uh, it leads to criticism. Comparing is wrong because it leads to uh, control. It's wrong because it leads to covetousness. Comparison leads to all of that. And do uh, you know what else? It might be an indication, not, not saying for everybody, but it might be an indication that you are insecure and that grace is an unknown foreign concept to you as a believer. We have got to begin to get ourselves acquainted with grace in every aspect and in every area of our lives. Can you say amen to that? Because, listen, showing grace or demonstrating grace means that you are freeing others to be themselves, giving people the liberty to be themselves. Nobody wants to be judged 24-7 by somebody who thinks where they ought to be is not where they are. And so uh, we need to just lose all of our legalism. We need to lose our legalistic attitudes. We need to, to lose our legalistic ways of thinking. Uh, we got to lose all of that, thinking that people ought to conform to our standards or to the standards that we think are scripturally required for everybody, regardless of where they are on their spiritual journey. That's not right. You got to give people a chance to be where they are and develop and to grow into what God wants them to be. Now, the Apostle Paul, he addresses this, our handling of grace. He, he addresses this issue in the book of Romans, chapter 14, reading from the NAS version. It says, who are you to judge the servant of another? Who are you to judge the servant of another? To his own master, he stands or falls, and he will stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see that? He will stand because the Lord is able to make him stand. Not you, not I. We're not able to make him stand. But that servant is able to allow the Lord to make him to stand, not us. So in, in other words, the, the spiritual growth and the spiritual development of others is between them and God. Not you and them, not I and them. It's between them and God. Their level of spiritual development is between them and God. And if we think that someone needs to be in a different place where than, than they are, then we can talk to the one who can change that for them. Who's that? God. Not them. It's between them and God. Now, Note the words, who are you to judge? And we hear a lot of people saying that, and they say, that ain't in the Bible. It is. It's in the word. It's scriptural to say, who are you to judge? The bottom line is, listen, we need to stop trying to do God's job. Stop trying to do God's job. I'm going to say, well, you know, you know the fruit, uh, by their fruit shall, shall you know them. Well, that doesn't mean that we are released to do jo God's job of judging them. 
and bringing them up to the place where God would like them to be instead of where you would like them to be. Say amen. There's something called acceptance. Say that with me. Acceptance. One more time. Say it. Acceptance. That's right. And we need to look at this word and understand what it means. Acceptance doesn't mean agreement. <laughs> Write that in the chat. Because people think just because you accept somebody, you're agreeing with them. No. Acceptance is not agreement. Acceptance means we say to everybody, to every individual, these three words. You are valuable. <laughs> That's what acceptance is. Acceptance simply is saying you are valuable. What you think matters, what you feel matters. You're valuable. That's what acceptance is. Acceptance, eh, whatever you do is, is good. I'm not saying that. Well, whatever you do, right or wrong, uh, we just go along with it. No, never said that. I'm saying that acceptance simply means a person is valuable and what it is that they think and what it is that they feel matters. That's very important. For people to know that you feel that what they feel matters and what how, how they think mat that matters. It matters. You might think it's not the right thing to think, might not think it's the right thing to feel, but just to say that that matters. It matters. You are valuable. Now, you aren't uh, uh, forced into uh, someone else's ideas. Nobody is forcing you to accept or believe somebody else's ideas. People can speak and express their ideas. You can speak and you can express your ideas. And you, you, you can have your own understanding of why. And you can express your ideas without expecting somebody else to shoot down everything that you say and everything that you think. We ought to be able to allow people to freely express what it is that they feel and what it is that they think without us shooting it down. Come on now, say amen. That's what grace is all about. Grace allows people to be and express themselves even when they express or say things that we don't feel, we don't agree with, we ain't with it, we think it's ridiculous, even if we think it's heretical. That's heresy. Oh, oh God. Even if we think that, we can still allow people to think what they think and say what they say. Let people be who they are. Let people be able to feel safe in your presence. Come on now, say amen. You don't have to correct everything. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to fix every statement. You don't have to disagree with every idea or every expression that somebody's coming up with. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to speak up and say something about everything. You don't have to turn things into a combat, to some, some kind of argument. You don't have to pronounce judgment on them. Even if you vehemently disagree. Now I'm talking about showing and demonstrating grace. That doesn't mean you never correct or you never say anything correct. It simply means 
You're allowing people to be, to, to, to be safe in your presence. You're, you're allowing people to feel safe in your presence. And folks, when you can say that, that I can allow people to feel safe in my presence, when you can say it and when you can really mean it, you're demonstrating amazing grace. That's when you are demonstrating the grace of God coming through you. The same grace that you desire from God, you're giving that grace to others. Amen? Let me close with this. Uh, a, 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 a thing that's, I would say, second to uh, comparing. Comparison is wrong. But I think the, the thing that's next to comparing is controlling. That's how people get. If, if we don't compare, we're controlling. We like to control. Controllers are usually uh, just steeped up in religiosity. Whatever area of religiosity that may be for you, when you're trying to control people, you're steeped in what it is that you believe, religiosity. Not the mind of Christ or the character of Christ or the nature of Christ or the nature of God. God never wants to control you unless you give yourself over to the Holy Spirit voluntarily and ask him to help you. But people like to control you. Their uh, 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 modus operandi is manipulation. Demeaning people. Giving veiled, covered threats. That's control. Controllers are not big on grace. So we're going to drop the spirit of controlling and pick up the spirit of grace and operate in it until it becomes amazing as we flow in the character and nature of God and allow his grace to flow through us and into the lives of others, the people who come across our path. So if you see any of these traits in yourself, controlling, comparison, if you, you see these traits in your own self, I want you to think of how much happier you would be if you weren't trying to compare and you weren't trying to control people. You're not trying to win every argument. Just think of how happier you will be if you're not trying to win every argument. <laughs> Folks, we got to learn to give our friends and our acquaintances and the people that cross our paths, relatives, family members, uh, kinfolk, we got to give people the dignity of thinking for themselves. They have brains, God gave it to them, and allow them to think for themselves and come to their own conclusions, making their own mistakes. Sometimes you just got to let people make some mistakes. Let them say crazy stuff and just say, all right, let them make their mistakes and learn from those mistakes and grow from those mistakes. Listen, at their pace, not yours. <laughs> we wanted to be fast, quick, and in a hurry, but it's going to be at their pace and not ours. So just look at it this way. 
if you're always getting in the, uh, somebody else's business, you say, we'll say uh, nowadays you're doing too much. <laughs> if you're getting into somebody else's business, you're, you're not only doing too much, here's what you're also doing. You're hindering God from working in their lives. When we try to get involved in everything and every aspect of people's lives, we are getting in the way and hindering God from working in people's lives. People belong to God. They don't belong to us. Amen. Now, Scripture teaches this. The, here, here's the principle. Scripture says, one planteth, another waters, but it is God who gives the increase. It's not up to you. It's up to God. Do your part. Plant. Water. And then trust that God will give the increase. The Apostle Paul, he dealt with the, uh, the, the, the laws. I'm bringing this to a close. He's, he, the Apostle Paul dealt with the, uh, the, the food laws, the Jewish food laws. And here's what he wrote. He said this, Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't eat anything. And those who don't must not condemn those who do. Why? For God has accepted them. God has accepted them where they are. That's the grace of God. In other words, because you don't feel at liberty to do something, don't condemn somebody that does feel liberty to do something. And just because you have strong opinions on things, that doesn't authorize you to impose your feelings on other people. Come on now and say amen. You got to ask yourself, if your attitude is likely to cause peace or will my attitude cause strife? Ask yourself that question before you start attacking and getting involved with something. Say, well, will, my, will this likely cause peace or will it cause or lead to strife? Amazing grace is manifested when we allow others to be where they are and give them space and time to grow. Amen. Amen. And so, Father, we thank you and we praise you. We give you honor and glory that you're working on us. You're still working on us in the area of grace. Allow us to grow in grace. Allow us to extend to others the grace that we would like to receive. We thank you that the principles we learned today, we will put them into action and our lives will be changed as a result of it. In Jesus' name. You know, Paul said to the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I've become all things. This is Paul. He said, I've become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. That's amazing grace. Trust that you're blessed by that word today. 
and tell others about this. Share this video with them so that God can work on them as he is working on us. I want you to invite the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life if you haven't done that. Will you acknowledge that he is Lord today? Why? Because you need a friend, you, you need forgiveness, and you need a future. Just say this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, say this with me. Dear Jesus, I invite you into my life today. Forgive me of my sin. I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again on the third day. And you're seated at the right hand of God, praying for me. And I receive that prayer right now. From this day forward, say it. From this day forward, I'm going to live for God all the days of my life. Amen and amen. Now listen, if you pray that prayer for the first time, I want to hear from you. I want you to email me today. Tell me you prayed the prayer today on uh, our lives and uh, you got saved. And I want to send you some resources that will help you with your new walk with the Savior. Email me at drdavidhbrown at yahoo.com. That's drdavidhbrown at yahoo.com. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you today. Now, stay tuned for some exciting announcements from Pastor Clayton Rory right after the benediction. But first, here's a part of the worship experience that we all can take part in. That is the opportunity to tithe and plant seed, sow seed into the kingdom of God. First of all, thank you for all of you who help us financially. Thank God for all of you who sow seed into this ministry. Thank all of you who are tithing 10% of your gross earnings into this ministry. We can't do ministry without your help, your prayers, and your financial support. And I'm believing God with you. Dawn and I are believing God with you for the corresponding harvest to come into your life as you have planted seed into the good ground of living word ministries. The Bible says, give and it'll be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaping to, together and running over. God will cause men to give into your bosom. At Living Word, we have five ways to give. You can give via cash app. Take a screenshot of these five ways to give. Cash app, dollar sign, LWM Cathedral One. Through Zelle, mylivingwordgiving at gmail.com. Through downloading the tithe.ly app. Type in the word Living Word Ministries or Living Word Baltimore and then follow the prompts. You can also text to give. Text the word give to 844-459-0749. Or you can mail your checks or money orders payable to Living Word. And we have a brand new mailing address is 6400 Baltimore National Pike, Suite 170A, PMB number 221. And the zip code is Baltimore, Maryland, 21228. Again, take a screenshot so that when you're ready to give, you have all of the information and our new mailing address right there in front of you. Amen. Now remember, follow us all week long. We're on social media platforms at David Brown G51, Facebook on Instagram. We're on X, which is formerly Twitter, LinkedIn, and Threads. And now, the benediction. 
May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit is my prayer. Amen. Have a great Sunday and a great week. See you online.